we didn't quite double the number of spaces where we could have parties, almost. And it was crazy. It was a lot less chaotic. Neil got us another pizza oven because that was one of the missing pieces. We couldn't pump out pizzas to the public Mm. and to our parties because we increased the party so much. But he had great vision and he's let's just get another oven. Nobody ever asked me about that. Oh, really? (laughs) That's such a fascinating question. And if it didn't make great sense, it's all those systems. Wonderful. So thank you so much for coming on today, Beth. I really appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. For the people who have not had the pleasure of meeting you, give us a little intro about yourself and who you are. Oh, thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here and I appreciate you inviting me. I'm Beth Stanley, the CEO and founder of Trainertainment. We've been in business since 2005. I'm the author of People Buy From People, How to Connect Personally in an Impersonal World. So I love it that we're connecting here at least virtually and face to face and on the podcast love what I'm doing had a great background in the bowling based family entertainment center industry worked on site in a place in the Dallas a couple places in the Dallas Fort Worth area and was to work for Neil Huffauer who eventually created main event but I was pre-main event in the old days and we created systems where we held 75 to 100 birthday parties a week and 40 to 70 company and group events a month. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the medium version, not the long mm-hmm. version. That's the medium right. version. Yeah. So then you took that experience of that high volume parties. And then I guess now you do training and teaching other people how you guys were able to do that. We do. We do develop the coaching and training company in 05 to help centers basically grow their group and event sales. And as we've grown over the years and worked with lots of teams and and kind of grown ourselves, we're now providing real strong business coaching programs where we work with leadership teams, sales coaching programs. And then we have lots of on-site training and and virtual training as well. We say we do things on-site, online, and ongoing. And we really Mm -hmm. think that ongoing space, that's the coaching space we live in. We believe those are the transformative services that we provide. And we've also helped open, we probably, of course, we probably helped open more than, gosh, I don't know, 200 locations throughout the country. And so we have lots of good hiring systems, onboarding, orientation, guest service. Those are our sweet spots. Yeah, I'm sure the uh, key because you can learn it all in one day, but then to go back and actually apply it, it's tough when you go back to real life. Yes, we have this whole educate. And like I say, you could get stuff online and any of us can read a book or take a course or something like that. But we're doing that kind of privately. So there's low risk, usually a lower price, low accountability, and maybe even low results. However, that's a great place for people to start. Then we have what we call engage. That would be kind of what we're doing now or a seminar or an onsite training. We think that can have some impact. It's got higher levels of accountability. You usually have a test and you get to practice and role play. But man, there's just nothing like our third level where we say evolve that coaching space. Mm -hmm. It's, It's like, what's the so what factor of learning? There's no so what if there's no accountability, if there's no follow up. Nah, 
it can help. I mean, I've been to lots of seminars in my life. I'm an avid learner and I love a good class and all that. But when I've got somebody to check back in with, I know I'm going to do better. Right. Yeah. I think there's two big key, key pieces of that is one coaching. It obviously is a fi more bigger financial investment. So you're going to do what you're paying for it. You're going to follow through. And then the second piece is the coaching has, it's catered to the individual situation. Whereas you learn a seminary, is. it's on you to figure out your individual situation. But with you, you kind of cater to that person. That's right. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. So thank yeah. you for asking me. I've you know, love nothing more. Don't people love to talk about themselves? <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for that. Option. We're real passionate about what we do. We, yeah. we believe that our mission is to help people grow. And we think that when we're at the business of that, it helps businesses grow, which helps families, which helps communities. And I don't think there's a single entrepreneur in the world that doesn't feel like they want to somehow have an impact on the world. Yeah. And that's why we do what we do, right? That's why we get up earlier and go to bed later. And Right. Exactly. And, and wonder, can I take a half day off on Sunday? Oh, well. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking I'd love to hear a little bit about the experience of learning in this high volume party environment. Is this something mm. where you kind of came up with this process in the well, working with them? Or is that something you learned it and then expanded upon it? Or tell me how that kind of came to be. Oh, that's a great question. I was super lucky to be in an environment. We had a work team. We loved each other and we were always trying to figure out how to make things better. And when I first got on site, every, we thought we were doing the guest service thing. So we were just putting parties wherever they wanted to go. And with birthdays, you got to get good at those are real consistent and you do the same kind of event over and over again. And my manager charged me with making it more, less chaotic, if you will. And so, yeah. And mm -hmm. so we built a process. And we had waves of parties and it was kind of like going to the doctor. That mm. first wave would kick off good. And then we'd get just a little further behind and a little further behind and it worked better. And we wound up having more parties and it was less chaotic. It was still pretty stressful. It was stressful on hosts and stressful on kitchen and even operations. Mm. So we broke that apart. And I wished I could say I came up with the idea, but really and truly I did not. I went to the, I had a party team of about, I don't know, always between 19 and 21 party hosts. Okay. Wow. And I went to the team and I said, Hey, this is, this gets stressful, right? After the first wave. And what we did is we broke it apart and we have this two team system. And it was unbelievable because we could give more time between parties and wound up being able to have more waves of parties. So what I mean is we had an A team and we could hold five parties at a time. We put five parties out on the lanes and we had hosts one through five and we had, we didn't have party rooms. We had party spaces. Mm. And so we put, we assigned host one to party space and they had their pizza time. I mean, and then there was the B team. And so literally, if my bowling was 11 to 12 and I was 1A and my room space then is noon to one, then party B could come 30 minutes after me and there would only be 30 minutes of downtime as the party A growl, I would reset my, mm -hmm. so party B could come straight into it. They would reset it for me. And I mean, it just worked like a machine. And mm -hmm. everybody then had time in between their parties to 
go to the restroom, have a snack, have a fight with their boyfriend, whatever. Right. And like I say, I wish that had been my idea. I codified it. Like I got it in the schedule and then we just plug and play and we were really able. We, we didn't quite double the number of spaces where we could have parties, almost. Wow. And it was crazy. It was a lot less chaotic. Neil got us in another pizza oven because that was one of the missing pieces. We couldn't pump out pizzas to the public mm. and to our parties yeah. because we increased the party so much, but he had great vision and he's like, let's just get another oven. Right. So yeah. Nobody ever asked me about that. Oh, no, really? A, <laughs> that's such a fascinating question. Yeah. And if, if it didn't make great sense, it's all those systems are designed in lots of different ways. If you want to use party space first, you want to use attractions first, or if you have three spaces or five, we have all of that in our like online. We have spreadsheets in our express training and we also have a birthday book building yeah. great building great birthdays and it's all documented there on on our website and you can just download the book if you want even oh wow okay and you do i guess sales for the parties too right helping them close the sales yeah. or like the sales system oh, yeah. we do a lot of marketing we're very good at getting people to sign up for the parties but sometimes depending on the center it can be chaotic once some of them are great but some of them are just busy doing other things uh, right. sounds like you have a pretty good system in place for handling that because that's a big piece I've seen. We do. So we're real high. I mean, the lady who wrote People Buy From People, I still got to admit that I'm real high on having an online party reservation system because that yeah. can create consistency. But we have what we lovingly refer to as the BDSQF, so the birthday sales qualification form. And even in selling group sales, any kind of sales, I think there's a specific process that if you follow it, it's sales made easy, closing's a foregone conclusion, and it creates consistency and care. People don't buy from you because of what you sell. They buy from you because of what they need. Right. And so often salespeople come at a purchase by just being transactional. And I think that's what can happen in those centers who yeah. are busy and don't have that, that sales process. So we believe you have to connect with people first. And even if it's something as simple as saying, gosh, I'm so glad you call us. We have the best parties in town. It's a great connector because any kind of parent or grandmother or uncle or dad, they want to know that they're taking their kid to the place that they're going to have the very best birthday party in town. Mm -hmm. And then you inquire. I always like to say, are you planning for a child or an adult? Because almost all the time it's a kid, but I love to plant the seed for an right. adult. So every 40-year-old dude needs to have their over the right. the ball center, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And then we ask about their age. We use the child's name. Like all those things are very connecting. The second step is qualification. So that's what all those questions are about. And then and then you can then you can propose. So most of the time, my experience is somebody calls and says, Hey, can you tell me about your birthday parties? And we just start pitching. Right. And that's really not the best way to do it. You want to connect, you want to qualify, then you can propose. And then you have to ask them for the order. I can't tell you how many times somebody's done a real friendly, good job about telling me what they have, but they never mm. ask me to buy their stuff. Right. And our favorite closing line is, for us of these three packages, which do you think Tommy and his friends would love the most? Right. I even had a dad tell me one time, he's going to want that big fancy package, but he's getting the middle one. And I said, oh, yes, sir, I'll book that for you. But you know, your wife's going to call me back and or she's going to ask you to call back and mm -hmm. book 
fucking the big one. It is his right. birthday. Right. Oh, you're right. Big that book that big one. But by the time you and listen, we've secret shopped, and everybody thinks I I can hand that script to people and we can work on it. And they're like, well, that's going to take 20 minutes. It doesn't. It mm. takes about an average of six minutes. We've secret really? shopped thousands of people wow. where we put them in the we put them in this system. And yeah. when they do it, it takes an average of six or seven minutes. It may then take a few minutes to take a deposit and things like that. But it is a it's a system that works. It it works well. When people get that training, we see their close ratios go up from 35% to 70%. Wow. Yeah. That's Can you imagine? Huge. It, yep. It's really big. It we the most viewed video, except for the time I did a cartwheel at Bowl Expo. <laughs> the most viewed video on the YouTube Entertainment channel is "Bad Call, Good Call." So it shows it done poorly, and then it shows it done the correct way. Yeah. And so I just it, it's free out there, and it's a great way to it's a great training tool to use yeah. for your team. That's amazing because again, coming from the marketing side, it, you're spending the same amount for those leads whether they close 35% or 70%. Or 70, you just, yes. Yeah, you doubled your ROI with the same exact marketing spend just because of a conversation. That's right. That's right. That's got to be very frustrating in your point of view if mm -hmm. you're able to if you're able to fill their lead bucket, but they're unable to. Just, if you're just treating it as a transaction, you're leaving money on the table because yeah. you could upsell because you could learn more about getting them adult food or extra lanes and stuff like yeah. that. And then if it's just transactional, your, your close ratio is going to be, it's going to be half right. of what it should be. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's if they even make the call at all. Sometimes they're so busy. They don't even get back to people for a week and they're like, sorry, I booked somewhere else. You're going to go book somewhere else. Yeah. You know, what we found, what we found is that when we started secret shopping people, the heart, the first big increase came from getting a phone answered. That yeah. more often than not, the phone wasn't getting answered. And so they were calling somebody else. So, yeah, they've done studies of five minutes. If you can respond within five minutes, it's a 90% higher chance oh, wow. of it's a chart. It's a huge drop off after five minutes, but even people want a response quickly. Otherwise it goes. They do. We're in that, we're in that age, right? And that's how come I think you have to compete. You have to have an online reservation system as well, because if you don't, and they find somebody who they're going to make it easy on themselves. Right. And, the, yeah. and then if they do call you, please don't say, have you been to our website? Because <laughs> they would not have called you if they mm. didn't want to talk to you. Right. So don't irk them. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. send them there. Yeah. Now, that's amazing. You have the sales, you have the processes of the parties. What are some of the other things you do with the coaching? Is it uh, like leadership or what are some other things you work on with coaching? Yeah, so we, so we, have this, we have sales coaching that really focuses on group and party sales. And then the other big coaching, and we have just as many business coaching clients as we have sales coaching. And the business coaching process focuses on where we're looking at your vision, your mission, a one, three, six, even a BHAG goal. We do 90 day planning. We look at what Stephen Covey would refer to as the big rocks. What are the big initiatives each 90 days that can yeah. drive the annual strategies and goals? We do a ton of work with performance management. We help a ton with hiring. We typically work with the what we would refer to as the executive leadership team. So the business owner, a general manager, a sales manager, the ops manager, and usually a food and beverage manager. And then if organizations are big enough, maybe their finance partner, 
or an HR partner. So much of the time, what you find is business owners doing that and it's outsourced a CPA or something like that. And if I didn't say sales, sales, sales and or marketing, those people are who sit on the five, five to seven folks max. But we, I mean, we have some leadership teams that have three or four and that's all, but we do a quarterly cadence where we go do their quarterly planning at annual. We do two days. We're with them on site and, and then we meet with them either weekly or bi-weekly and do their weekly meeting. I'm really excited. We've done this work since 2014 and had based a lot of the work that we had done in the past on EOS, Entrepreneurial Operational System. And a lot of that system was born out of Vern Harnish's work in yeah. scaling yeah. up and the Rockefeller habits. I'm a big fan. And I'm actually in, I'm actually in certification right now. Real, real excited. Mm. We'll be one of the 220 plus partners with the Vern Harnish Scaling Up Group. And we'll Wonderful. be certifying all of our coaches as well. Yeah. So yeah, we're super excited. We, and so yeah. Basically, we focus on cash, execution, strategy, and people. It is, it's great work. It's, uh, I love it. And of course, I love the sales side too. I wrote the book on mm-hmm. that piece. So when people buy from people, that whole sales process is listed there and the sales pro system, that's ours. We own that. And that's what that coaching program is mm-hmm. based on. Yeah. That, that's really exciting because that's such a needed piece for most of these centers. They're just kind of family owned and they don't, a lot of the times they love the industry. They love the sport. They love giving entertainment to families but they're not looking at it from a business perspective. So when you can introduce that, they just really thrive. And I feel like that's- Makes it more fun. Business owners, business owners, me included, we spend most of our time working in the business instead of on Mm -hmm. the business. And Jim Rohn says, are you a slave to the business or are you master? And and my answer is some days, some days one, some days the other, but this continued work, I think that's one of the things that enamored me about business coaching is it made me a much better business leader personally. We don't teach or coach anything we don't do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a key point. Yeah. You're going to eat your own dog food, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. We would have never survived. We would have never survived COVID without having many of these principles in place. I love Michael McCallowitz. So he came to a BP summit winter meeting when we had it in Hawaii. I swear I credit him a lot with us having enough money to weather the COVID storm because we, it was real hard on us. So yeah, they closed sure. our places down. So everybody went on pause. Right. It took us a good while to get back in the groove. And he had this strategy from toilet paper entrepreneur about moving money on the 11th of the month and on the 26th of the month, a certain percentage of all your deposits. And I, and I had been faithful to do that from, I think we saw him maybe in 2016. And I was so grateful because I had good runway. I had good cash and I really credit that education because I didn't get directly coached. I just went to a seminar. So see, A seminar can work. Still <laughs> learned. One little, one little nugget if you go implement it. Yeah, no, no doubt. But what, uh, the next thing I wanted to ask you about, Beth, is uh, what are some things you're seeing work today for some of your clients in their centers that some takeaways that the audience can take and put into their business try today? Yeah. One of the things I think is real helpful is to make sure that you're uh, mindful about goal setting and establishing KPIs, key performance indicators yeah. for everyone in the center. Because if everybody... If everyone kind of knows the part they play, they can then contribute to the success. So I have 
one center I was just working with yesterday and we were doing their quarterly and one of the goals was, and it was a little one, but one of the goals was, is that they hold 10 birthday parties every single week. And the girl that was in charge of it, that had the key performance indicator and she had her golden rock <laughs> tied to, she was going to get bonus if they pull it off, it had 130 parties. She enrolled other people in the center so everybody in the center knew we got to have at least 10 and they made themselves a little thermometer and and so people understood and had clarity about it and I think you can do simple little things like that even if it's let's say you have a family on Sunday afternoons run a contest at the desk and see who can sell the most family bowls and things like that that's yeah. so, I think a lot of times all we think about is what we can get done at the top and then we're trying to do it all. Yeah. And the teams that I see that are having most success is they're pushing that vision and that transparency of what the business needs and what it'll take to make it successful. They're pushing that down. The yeah. other thing I will tell you is having real specific goals around group and party sales. So here's what we know for us. Your total revenue, if 10% of it is parties and 10% of its groups, that's going to be, that's going to be good for business. What I find in most bowling centers is they always know the percentage of league revenue to, to open play revenue, but they right. rarely know. I don't know how much groups are coming in. When right. we get to, when we get to FECs and stuff, it gets more healthy when we see 15% parties, 15%. Yeah revenue and then some places we will see really superstar effort where they're 20 percent in either one of those categories but yeah. we think if you can predict 30 percent of your revenue because you pre-sold it as a group or a party event you're running a pretty healthy business and yeah and i mean reason is those people from a marketing perspective those people are going to it might be like the first time they've ever come to your center mm -hmm. right. or the first right. time that they've returned in a long time yeah so yeah. Those okay. that are doing, those that are setting those kind of goals and shooting and going out and trying to make that business happen, those are the folks that, that are doing well. Yeah, no, I love that, especially because again, coming from the marketing side, the parties, if you can get that up, that is a function of marketing because it you is. have a party with one person, you got to bring 10 people, they're marketing That's for right. you. That's um, right. It's almost like the tech companies, they have the P value, whatever is like the virality of it. So right. it's huge. Every party is bringing in 10 to 15 kids. That, that's right. And then you take a group event and they might bring in the average group event is 36. And so you start looking at that with companies and things like that. And that doesn't include the people who are doing buyouts and there's three or 400 folks and stuff right. like that. You just, it, it'd be difficult to pay for that kind of pen, market penetration. Right. Because all those mm -hmm. folks are going to go out and they're going to, they're going to use their social spaces and do selfies and, or come and back next week. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. That's they're right. paying you to market that's your right. center. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's key. And I do want to touch one of the one you were talking about, because I think that's something that especially some of the smaller proprietors could really benefit from is the not doing it all yourself. Right. There's a big almost pride in some of these guys that it's my center and I do it all and I work hard and I'm sure they do. I think you can get a lot more done if it's not just one person. I agree. I think just from my own perspective, one of the biggest things I've learned is that the more time I can spend duplicating my efforts with my team, the more we can do. Yeah. And so I think that's a good lesson. I think that's a good lesson for any business owner. And while you may really be the face of your, that's great. 
And why not introduce somebody to go help you do that work? If two yeah. of you are, if two of you are booking events, that might be twice as many. Right. Exactly. <laughs> two, two times as good. <laughs> right. Yeah. And even if they're, I heard a great saying that 80% as good done by someone else is a hundred percent freaking awesome. That's know? right. That's exactly right. That's exactly um, right. Yeah. So that's great. I know we're coming up to the top of the hour here. I want to be respectful of your time, Beth. So the last section I wanted to cover is just kind of where you see things going over the next maybe 12, 18 months for the I think that, I think that especially in the bowling world and really in any attraction, any singular attraction, one of the things that we know is you're going to have to really begin to consider a multi-attraction venue. Even if that means you're going to have an expansive game room, if you have 12 or 13 games, you probably need to have 30 to mm -hmm. arcade games, or maybe you need to get one of those new great VR pieces, or potentially you put in bumper cars. It, a single attraction is going to be tough in today's market. Listen, I won't even go to the movies. We'll not go to a movie theater that only has a movie. I have to have dinner and a right. glass of wine. I mean, it's so silly. And so I think, I don't know, that's a, I don't know that necessarily a future trend, but I think that in the future, if you're willing to do that, to consider an added attraction, and there are things you can do that are not that expensive. And then there are things that are very elaborate. I've, I've seen people completely transform their cafe type kitchens to serve or even sit down restaurants. And those are very mm -hmm. expensive. Maybe time to take six lanes and put in laser tag, right? something like that. And I, I think that the, I think that the bowling providers that are willing to take a look and what else is, and listen, I am not anti-league. I want to go on record to tell you, I think league is the greatest group ever. They come every week and they pay where the they show up or not. And mm. so I think that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday leagues, daytime, nighttime, all that are important. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's a future trend for the FEC, the bowling based FEC. Those mm. guys have finally thought, those guys and gather like, yeah, I think we need to learn a little more about league play. We could use some Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night business. Right. So I think that's one. I do think VR is big. I think it's funny because it's it, the technology, the technology is so advanced and, and you can't get a social gaming, gaming experience in your home. And I know that so yeah. much the gaming side of things people do in their home, but I do think we got extremely isolated during mm -hmm. COVID. And so there is a wonderful push. There's a great book out there called The Experience Economy. Mm -hmm. And social gaming is a thing and in your bar if you're not taking advantage of having connect four and big jenga and a what is it called not bags i mean some people call it bags but cornhole yeah if you're not doing some of those things those are easy things that maybe aren't even financial. Like, I don't know that you can make anybody pay you to play Connect Four or Big Jenga or Cornhub. Mm -hmm. You know what they'll do? They'll hang out in your bar longer. Yeah, drink it. Yeah, Which drink it. They'll drink out. one more drink and eat a little bit more food. You want to be together. Social gaming may be the best trend mm. in the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah. And how do I leverage that? How do I make it easier for people to be together, to hang out? 
that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. That's, that's a great point. I didn't think about it. And a lot of that, like you said, it's not very expensive to do that stuff. No, it's not expensive to add that stuff. And it can be quite fruitful if it doubles your food and beverage sales, <laughs> because right. I, I think exactly. this double up thing, this double up thing might be a theme for it. <laughs> I like it. I love it. Awesome. I know we're coming to our time here, Beth. I really appreciate it. I could talk to you about this for hours. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. I appreciate you asking and good luck to all that you're doing. Marketing is like magic to me. It's, <laughs> I'm such a sales gal and I can say if I talk to this many people and I close this much sale, my close ratio is X and I generate mm -hmm. that much money. Marketing is like magic. Like <laughs> how do you know if it works? And yeah, I admire your your efforts there. And I know you're getting great results for your customers. Yeah. We're working on it every day, but before we go, where, where should we send people if they're interested in some of your trainings? Oh, wonderful. www.trainertainment.net. So just like it sounds trainer. And then the back half of the word entertainment, there's a place to sign up to say, Hey, schedule a growth call. And any one of us can give you a call. We're on Facebook. I have a personal and we have trainertainment, you know, Facebook page thing and same on LinkedIn, personal and company page. So any of those places, just reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. I hope they take it up. I know I'm looking forward to getting, diving into the materials too. That's good. And will I see you at Bowl Expo? Absolutely. Yep. We'll have a booth. That's good. I'll yeah. plug my, I'll plug my session. Please come to my session. I'm talking about the fact that people are selling or unselling in your center all the time. And yeah. so come on down. We'll see you in yeah. Orlando. Mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks again, Beth. We'll have to do another one again sometime, but yeah, yeah. thanks again for coming on and I'll be Thank talking you. to you soon. All right. Thanks so much. Appreciate you having me.